Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to 107.7 FM New Orleans. It is Friday, February the 24th. February is already over. Next week's going to be March. That's crazy. <laughs> Happy crazy. Mardi Gras, everybody in New Orleans. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in. This is What the Frick Live. I am your host, Emily, and I have my other host with me, Rick. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Emily. What a crazy it's week. Friday. <laughs> February, January, February has gone by so fast. It's life, you know. It's one it's thing life. after the Super Super Bowl just seemed like it was yesterday. It was like two weeks ago already. So, well, anyway, we thank you everybody for tuning in. We love you. You know how it is here with What the Freak Live. So please share this out. It helps our guests. It helps our show. It helps our network that we're on. And if you're tuning in by 107.7 FM New Orleans, um, we are going to be having a call in option soon. So that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting for what, sure. What kind of call-ins will we get? I don't know. I but imagine. I'm it'll sure. make us think, what the frick? Oh. So if you're watching via social media, because we're live on several platforms, Facebook, Rumble, LinkedIn, YouTube, everything like that. But Facebook is the one that gives us a hard time. Um, if you're we're on we're using StreamYard. So if you come up in the comment section and ask a question, says Facebook user, please go to streamyard.com backslash Facebook and you will be able to give them permission to use your name. And pictures so we know who we're talking to we appreciate that if you're watching via rumble give us a positive rumble and if you're watching by youtube give us a thumbs up and make sure you subscribe we have an amazing amazing guest tonight i'm super 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 excited we are going to be talking all things about nephilim giants you name it it's la marzuli he's an author lecturer and filmmaker he's also doing projects on crop circles which i'm fascinated with nobody really talks about crop circles that much anymore i don't think it's mostly kind of out of style yeah so he's bringing that back and and he's going to be working on something here in the united states in the next few months so we're going to bring la onto the show right now hello la welcome to what the hey. freak live hello hi emily hi rick how are you great to be here thanks so good uh welcome thank you thank you for joining us tonight we appreciate it. So you're doing all this crop circle information. We're going to get to that later on the show. But how I know you is my own personal research into the Nephilim or, or the fallen angels, the giants, the watchers. Everybody has different terms for it. For the people that um, this is the first time you've been on the show. So for the people that have not really heard of these terms, can you explain what the Nephilim is and, and how they generated or became known? <laughs> Well, you got to go back to the biblical prophetic narrative, specifically in, in a Genesis 3.15. If we don't understand what Genesis 3.15 is, then we don't understand, in my opinion, the rest of the biblical narrative. Genesis 3.15, there's a, a little vignette. You've got Adam and Eve over here. You've got the dragon over there. And then you've got the pre-incarnate Christ. Now, some people will look at that and go, well, it's just, you know, it's allegory. This is poetic. It really didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. Okay, believe what you want to believe. But the pre-incarnate Christ is there, and he says this to the dragon, your seed, your offspring, will be at war, at enmity, with the offspring of the woman, the seed of the woman. The one coming from the woman will crush your head. You will bruise his heel. Sets up everything. It says, so if that's allegory, I'm a monkey's uncle. If that's poetry, then what does that mean? How, how poetic is that? No, it's very, very specific. Dragon, your offspring is going to be at war with the offspring of the woman. That's what it is. Three chapters later in Genesis 6, the war completely erupts, the seed war. It's all about the seed. That seed war erupts when the sons of God, which are the fallen angels, saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful, that they were fair, desired um, whomever they wished, and they married multiple wives, and they went into them in the Nephilim. This is the book, Countermove, which talks about how the Nephilim returned after the flood. And it's it's quite a romp. But so, basically, basically, the Nephilim are the progeny, the offspring of fallen angels, earthly women, creating a hybrid entity, which is part immortal, but soulless. It doesn't have a soul. It's soulless, but it's immortal. It can't it can't it can't die. The body so could die, but this thing, the spirit of a Nephilim roamed the earth. So you said they returned after the flood. I thought maybe they just always stayed. So that's interesting because everybody's talking about another return now. Is this the, like the Sumerian gods, maybe? 
No. Oh, no? Okay. The Sumerian gods with the Anunnaki, you know, talk about when, when if, if, if you look at the Anunnaki, and this is what drives me nuts about, with all due respect, Ancient Aliens, which is a great group of guys. I was on the first two uh, um, seasons of that. But the Anunnaki are fallen angels. I mean, they've got the wings. They've got the whole deal. They're there. They're right there. It's in Nephilim Central. And they're dispensing knowledge to human beings, exactly what the pseudepigraphical book of Enoch tells us that happened. So while Enoch is not part of the biblical canon, Jude does quote it. We can appreciate its historicity. If you were going to keep one book away from people, it's Enoch 1. Not the rest of it, but Enoch 1 tells us exactly what's going on, who the ringleaders were. And get this, this is, I, and I, I'll take credit for this, okay? I'll pat myself on the back here. But when I was in the New Age, Okay, I, my roots are new age from 13 to 30, immersed in the new age, immersed, immersed in Eastern mysticism. In 1976, there was a book published before the days of the Internet, as we know it now. It was by Edward Billy Meyer. I had it in my old library, Everything Burned in the Fire. We rebuilt. It's all good. Best thing that ever happened in some ways. But. The book was called UFO Contact from the Pleiades by Edward Billy Meyer. And I heard about it. And I got in my car and drove down to Los Angeles to the Bodhi tree. So this, you, you, you couldn't go online. There was no Amazon. None of this existed. You had to get in the car, physically drive to the bookstore, walk into the bookstore, ask the clerk, do you have this book? Yes, we do, sir. It's on aisle seven, halfway down on the left. And so that's what I did. And I came home and read that book in one sitting, UFO Contact from the Pleiades. Edward Billy Meyer has contact with an entity known as Samyazi. Samyazi? Samyazi. That's okay. exactly the same name that we find yeah. in the book of Enoch. That's it. It's, and, and I was the person, because I read this in 1976, all right? And then in 1980, I become spirit-filled, born again. And then I get Dr. I.D.E. Thomas's book in like probably 88, 89. So the Internet's really still not happening, not like it is today, not in 88 and 89. And I meet with Dr. I.D.E. Thomas, who was my mentor. And I said, I showed him his book. And then I showed him the book of Enoch, Semyazi. And that, that scripture, not scripture, but that from the book of Enoch, it says Semyazi is addressing the other fallen angels. I fear ye will indeed agree not to do this thing, and I alone will bear this penalty of this great sin. I bear the great, this penalty of this great sin I'm about to commit. So they all, the 200 watcher angels, committed to do the deed on Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is called the mountain of the oath. So the 200 watcher angels agree to do this thing, knowing full well the penalty of a sin. So I, I'm showing all this to Dr. I.D.E. Thomas, and then I take Edward Billy Meyer's book and show him here it is in modernity, is this the same entity? Is this Samyaza, the same one-letter difference at the end, as the same Samyazi that we read in the Book of Enoch? I think it is. It was, it was like he he had the books in his hands, and he just dropped them in his lap and looked at me with his mouth open. He was blown away by that discovery. And I might be the first person on the planet. I'm not saying I am, but I could be because it's two completely disparate schools of thought. Book of Enoch in 1978, 79, you know, you got to order it from a library. That's how you get it. You go to the library and you go, yeah. I want to order this book. And so you order the book or from a bookstore. And three weeks later it comes. It's not the internet where you go click. No. It's like three, you got to go to a bookstore. So you have to, ha you had to have known about the book of Enoch. And then on the other side of the, of the aisle, the whole goofy UFO phenomenon, every Billy Meyer, you know, having contact from the Pleiades with this entity known as Semyaza. Did I put that together? Might've been, might've been me. Not saying I was, but I remember showing it to Dr. Thomas and no one had heard about that at that period of time. So, we 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 took it. hello welcome <laughs> LA. hi rick how are you bud yeah, I'm so good but we we took it to like level nine um i'm just gonna <laughs> just kind of trying to fill in some of the blanks um 
I, you know, I grew up in a, a very uh, biblical house, went to a private Christian school growing up um, in the church. And a lot of my biblical knowledge, I mean, we were, we memorized books of the Bible. There were times where I could probably recite the entire, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, by heart. And, um, and growing up, I think a lot of the issues that, that maybe I had as a, as a young teenager growing into a young man was I'd ask questions and things that didn't make sense to me. And the response was, well, it was, it's an example, or it's not real. It's just, you know, it's an interpretation and it's, it's faith. And I think what has impressed me so much, what, what I think you've done is you're taking these, these, and it's the words of the Bible and you're turning them into this research and, and hunting down the actual evidence in the real world. And I find that just so extremely fascinating. Thank you. Um, just to, try to tie in together. So we have the Nephilim, Nephilim um, are essentially, you had fallen angels and they procreated with the um, human women, the, of human men. women, right? Daughters of men. And they created these, these, these new creatures um, that were essentially giants, larger had, they were just different than humanity. And then, in, in tying into the book of Enoch, um, you have the the Bible. Everybody, you know, you have a King James Bible in every hotel. But um, you have certain books that over the years that were kind of erased from the accepted um, over that, what, first, second, third century. And they just decided not to include these books. And the book of Enoch seems to be the one that if there was one that would have made it, perhaps it would have been that one in the old Hebrew Old Testament Bible. Um, and so with that, when you're looking at these other forms of literature, do you use those books that maybe didn't make it or those letters that didn't make it into the Bible for your research? And as you're looking for yeah, I mean, yes and no. I, 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 when I, when I'm referencing the Book of Enoch, I'll say it's not part of our canon, but we certainly can appreciate its historicity. Something is going on there. When you look at the Book of, let's say, Jubilees, or the Book of Giants, or any of those, you know, sort of esoteric writings, you know, I don't take it with a grain of salt. That, that, that's kind of disparages the whole thing. But I'm looking at it very critically and going like, something's going on here. Specifically with Enoch, because when you read the book of Enoch, chapter six is the same chapter that we get. It, it, it's, if you look at them and you, they, they run parallel between Genesis six and our Bibles and chapter six in the book of Enoch. Right. It's basically verbatim, word for word. The only difference in the King James, it says the sons of God. The book of Enoch says the angels of heaven. They tell you exactly who it is. The fallen angels come down. It's all because of Genesis 3.15. The reason why they're doing this, if they can pollute the genome, if they can make the genome where it's no longer human, game over. It's checkmate. It's checkmate. It's over. I win. You know, my offspring is going to win. My offspring is going to win. Uh-uh, not so fast. Only eight people get in the ark. But we don't know how many people were global. And, and by the way, there was a full-blown occult paradigm in operation in the days of Noah. There's yes. no doubt about that. Because we see it duplicated again in Egypt after the flood. When, when Moses, I'm jumping around a little bit, but when Moses and Aaron come in thousands of years of later, right? Egypt is like the pinnacle, the, the apex culture of the time. China, okay, that, that's happening in the East. I get that. But in, in Western civilization, the apex the apex predator is Egypt, if I can use that. That's what it is. Full-blown occult paradigm in operation. I actually wrote about that once again in Countermove, how the Nephilim returned after the flood. Here's what's interesting and incredibly alarming, in my opinion, about all this. When Moses and Aaron come into Pharaoh's court, Moses has this staff, throws the staff down, it becomes a snake. Mm -hmm. Everybody freaks out. No, nobody freaks out at all. Pharaoh nods to the Egyptian priests who were there, and, and, and uh, they just throw their staff on the ground. Their staff becomes a snake. No one's running out of the place going, oh, my God, did you see that? It, this is normal. This is everyday normal occurrence 
Oh yeah, your staff turns into a snake. So does mine. I went down to Bob's, you know, staff staff emporium on uh, horse. <laughs> I bought myself one that turns into a cobra. You know, it's like no one's freaking out about this, and that shows us that there's a full blown occult paradigm. In fact, it goes even further because the Egyptian priests and magicians are able to duplicate the first three plagues that God sends on Egypt. They're able to duplicate them. After the fourth one, they go, uh, uh, and that's it. They, they leave the scene they never heard of again. They tail between their legs and they go to up to Lebanon or something. Who knows what they did? But they bail, and the rest is history. So what we see is a full-blown occult paradigm in the days of Moses and Aaron in Egypt, full-blown, in operation. This is the paradigm that, that everybody's adhering to, everybody's listening to, everybody's immersed in. Well, in the days of Noah, you only got eight people. You got eight people who are saved. And the idea that somehow that, that, that Ham's wife is carrying a Nephilim gene on the ark, in my opinion, is total nonsense, which became the impetus, once again, how the Nephilim returned after the flood. They did it the same way. It was a suicide mission. When Jesus dies, so, so let's, let's look at this. You've got way over here, okay? way over here. you got the Genesis 6 flood. The, uh -huh. Nephilim, the Nephilim return and after that. How do they return? The same way they did the first time. There's another incursion. Okay? Then you go all the way to here to the cross where Jesus is. What happens when Jesus dies? Well, the body, the body is still on the cross. No doubt about that. Body's not going anywhere. Body's laying in the tomb for three days. But his spirit and his soul descend into the lower parts of the earth, to the dungeons, to the lowest part, which is called Tartarus. And who is there? The chained fallen angels are there. What does Jesus do? He preaches to them. It's a proclamation. He says, no jailbreak. You're not getting out. I got the keys right here. I just won. Game over. It's over. He wins, and they're not getting out. And that's Bullinger's paper. We actually quote it in the book. Verbatim, we quote Bullinger's paper in the book because it's a proclamation. And Peter talks about this. And so it all, once you go, once you're like this, it's like everything just. Uh -huh. is, is, is that a literal earth? Huh? Is that literal yeah. earth? It's a really good question. Is it a dimension that's accessed? In the lower parts of the earth, how do we get there? Is it sealed off, or is it or is it literally in the inner parts of the earth? We don't know. We don't know. So, does this bring in Haditha Dam, then LA with with the Book of Revelations and the angels being being captive and chained exactly underneath what we're the dam? At. It's exactly who's there. That's exactly who's there. So you've interviewed, we have many military uh, personnel and soldiers that's gone over there and, and fought in wars um, surrounding the Euphrates River. And there's a lot of the, the drying up the Euphrates River in, in uh, prophecy or in times. Uh, can you tell us, have you been to the Euphrates River yet? Can you give oh. us a background, Emily, yeah. on Haditha Dam? Like, explain to us what. Yeah, that is. that's what, what I was getting ready to. I was going to see if you went to went there, or you, you know, you interviewed these people face to face, and I yeah. think that takes a, of. You can tell if someone is is giving us yeah. a, a, a story or not. You're being lied to. It's pretty tell us what you know about Haditha Dam and the testimonies that you interviewed with these soldiers. I know that from the people that I've talked to, allegedly. Um, there were several soldiers I talked to who were on guard duty there, as, as the story goes. There's no way to vet their story. But as the story goes, mm -hmm. they're on guard duty. And the prisoners who were down in these dungeons by the Haditha Dam were freaking out because they were talking about entities. They could hear the entities. They were being visited. They were being um, abused all sorts of ways. So is it real or not? I don't know. I do know that that fallen angels are, are chained, that somewhere and they will be let out in the book of revelation there's no doubt about that but we're looking at a supernatural world and we don't understand all the protocols we're not given all the protocols of the of this ongoing cosmic chess match that we see between the most high god and the, right. and the dragon there's this war that's been going on and 
prophecy in, in the biblical narrative tells us that, you know, the book of Revelation is, is no picnic here. It's, it's the time of Jacob's trouble. It deals with the nation of Israel. So if, in order for Revelation to even take place, you've got to have a nation of Israel. That didn't happen until 1948. Right. Think about that. So for 2,000 years, book of Revelation can't possibly happen because there's no, there's no nation of Israel. Once the nation is born again in a day, which fulfills all sorts of prophecies, written thousands of years before the nation is brought back from the four corners of the earth and reestablished in their ancient homeland, None of it made any sense. So we are in a window of time which is unprecedented, absolutely unprecedented in all of human history. And we're seeing it unfold. We're watching it unfold right in front of us. And we're all kind of going like, oh, my gosh, what are we looking at here? So you've got and this will all seem like they're they're disjunct um, topics, but they're not. They all, in my opinion, they all dove together like this. You've got Sasquatch sightings through the roof through the roof elongated skulls these sasquatch have elongated skulls right. okay they come in they come out you've got david Pilates work where people are going missing in the public parks and no one says oh. anything about it you've got the rise of the ufo phenomena which is now being talked about openly on fox news and cnn and we are going up the ladder of disclosure there are now like 11 or 12 definite steps, definitive steps on that ladder, which goes up to full disclosure. You've got the so-called fake alien invasion. You've got the abduction phenomenon where people are being taken. Why? Ovum is taken from the women. Sperm is taken from the men. There's a breeding program going on. There's a breeding program. You've got, and we've had people on our show that have had encounters with hybrid entities which are absolutely freaking bizarre. This came in, and I when you say hybrid, when you say hybrid, LA, do you mean like part human, like I mean part this. human, part reptile, or I mean animal? This. I mean this. Gosh, that looks like Terminator Two, the liquid guy on Terminator, or but the original Terminator. It came from a game trail camera. I've got a letter of authenticity from the people who whose game trail camera this thing appeared in. They were doing uh, a home Bible study on the Bible's answer to the alien narrative. The game trail camera snapped the first shot, this huge burst of light. Ten seconds later, the entity appears. It's 46 degrees. It's androgynous. The ears are pointed. The eyes are like this. They're not circular like ours are. The eyes are like this. It's unbelievable. I'll, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you another story. At Walmart, Okay. People were shopping at Walmart, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There's woman is in an aisle. She's shopping. There's two or three other people in the same aisle. They're all shopping. Aisles in Walmart are long. We all know that. All of a sudden, the atmosphere changes. And at the end of the aisle, this 12-foot female comes walking down the aisle, 12 feet tall. How do we know it's 12 feet? Because the woman who called me and, and shared this was five foot six. She came up to the woman's waist. Okay. Three people in the aisle. This giantess walks down the aisle. Everyone looks at her. They all have cell phones. No one thinks to take a picture. No one says, oh my gosh, look at that. They just look at the woman walking down the aisle. The woman walks to the end of the aisle, turns and disappears. They all go back shopping. All three witnesses go back to shopping. That's called UFO brain fog. They're not dealing normally with what they normally would do. Someone would have said something. Someone would have said, oh, my gosh, look at that. No one said anything. They all witnessed it. And then they all turned. At is, the that, same is that like psychoelectric weaponry? No, what it is, I call it UFO brain fog. When a human being is in the presence of fallen angels, hybrids, hubreds, grays, and they can't think. Demonic, okay. Demonically possessed people. I've been around people who are demon possessed. Right. Same. Don't even, don't even know your name. If you're not prayed up and you don't know what you're getting into, it's like, what's my name again? You don't remember. It's until you're out of the, oh my gosh, what just happened? And that's how it is. 
And we've heard this over and over and over again. I mean, I could tell you other stories. So they're manifesting now. Everything, it's like Jesus warns us. It'll be like the days of Noah when he returns. Oh, and that, yeah. And that, LA, when, when, when you say UFOs, when you say UFOs, I think a lot of people listening assume extraterrestrial beings that have traveled, you know, hundreds of millions of light years to get here and they're invading Earth. But that's not at all what you mean by UFOs. Can you give no. us your definition of, of what a UFO is? And Thank you for keeping me on track here. The UFOs that we're being, that we're seeing are interdimensional entities which have craft. The craft is real. The craft is real nuts and bolts craft. There's no doubt. But also we know that the, somehow fallen angels can impersonate the craft. They can appear as a craft, as a living, breathing craft. How does that work? So it's not either or, it's both and. Sometimes it's delusion. Other times it's nuts and bolts craft. What crashed in Roswell, New Mexico, in my opinion, was... UFO disclosure. There it yeah. is. What? And he so froze. He froze right now. <laughs> they uh, have beamed him up, everybody. Yeah, there. That's just, oh, God, that's ominous right there. I know. Like, should we screenshot this? <laughs> I'm listening I'm like, to, I have to yeah. log out and log back in if you can hear us. Yeah. He froze up. The government is watching because I'll tell you this. We are supposed to be live on eight different channels here. And during this live, um, three of them have disconnected for the first time ever. <laughs> God, oh my doing this three of them have disconnected so you know this is really super interesting to me i'm gonna have to la is gonna i'm gonna boot him and he's gonna have to come back in i hate i've never done that i've never kicked a guest but we're gonna wing it right now i want to know like who's responsible of, of taking out those books of the bible it's super important especially the book of enoch because i do believe that our history has been hidden deliberately it's a cover-up and we got government topics too to bring up you know later on in the show he comes back on with abraham lincoln and FOIA requests yep. but when it comes to the i think we brought up the haditha dam but we haven't necessarily explained what it is um and so from my understanding right is is in jeez oh, it's euphrates right it's euphrates river but that Oh, geez, I heard a no. <laughs> no, no you're good. Now I'm getting spooked out. So essentially, right, um, in the Bible, it talks about the Euphrates River. It talks about Euphrates River driving up, drying up. It talks about having four angels that are placed um, deep in a hole under the Euphrates River. And then one day they're going to be let out during the end times and they're going to destroy half of or a third of mankind. And so... Some would say, I'm not saying I believe this, but I did ask some friends if they had any questions um, and, and they were military, right? And I, it was a joke text, but someone told me to ask um, about the body of the the giant that they found over there. And that perhaps, exactly. And about perhaps the reason that we went looking you know, after 9-11, while we did invade Iraq, Afghanistan, had nothing to do with 9-11, but everything to do with weapons of mass destruction, which was the DNA of giants that were over there. Gilgamesh's tomb, a.k.a. Nimrod. Um, and, and, you know, that that's going to bring in, I'm, I'm going to wait before we share this to see if L.A. comes back on. But, you know, our government did send out a FOIA request in 2018 requesting the where the body is. I, I think they're playing dumb. Anyways, I think we got the body because if you look up some things and articles over in, in the Middle East during this time, a lot of that stuff was vandalized. So they said vandalized and things were taken. No one has seen Gilgamesh's body since we've attacked Iraq and Iran and um, he was like in complete, it was like one of the uh, tombs that they broke into, like he, even his beard was intact. If you oh, pull it up, here we go. Yeah, look it up on the internet. And that's one of the most freaky and the video that they have. And we're, ta <laughs> hey, we're talking uh, about hey, Gilgamesh my... right now. We're, <laughs> we're filling in. <laughs> yeah, we um, we had yeah, a power funny, right, right where you paused was where I you know, showed I the know. book. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm like. Dare I do it again? Right, but there it is. 
I'm just going to tell you this after doing this for so many years and everything, we, we have also been disconnected from three platforms. This is weird. Yeah. This has never happened before. Happened. The timing, the timing is always suspect. We are in the middle of a rainstorm here, but I found that timing really suspect. The bottom line is um, when I got into this decades ago, uh, nobody believed in UFOs unless you saw one, you know, people, Oh, well, you know, he's, and if you were ridiculed, you were um, called names, name calling, ridiculed. It's basically the same thing that happens now. They've always do the same thing. Ridicule, name call, you know, point your finger, blah, 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 blah. You're a racist. You're a homophobe. You're this, you're that. Well, no, how about if I'm on any of those things? How about if I just have an opinion and I'm allowed to think and state my opinion without a goofy label? So in 2017, Tucker Carlson was the one that really broke the whole UFO thing on Tucker's on Tucker's show. And the rest is sort of history. We're now moving up the rungs of disclosure ladder, which is really in incredible. So now it's okay to talk about this. And our government is even, you know, come on, come on, come on the record and and tell us that even before even before the Roswell 47 crash. Now they're going back at 45. So if you had, have signed an NDA non-disclosure agreement in 1945, it's Glasnoff. It's Perestroika. Come on in. Tell us your story. What happened? All is good. We won't prosecute you. No jail time. No fines. But that's how the game is played. And Roswell was real. Um, they have the bodies. They have the material. There was back engineering. We have been. When you say when you say bodies. Real quick, because bodies is super, super important here because we got we got spiritual bodies like, you know, my, Michael wrestled with de the devil or, or argued with the devil over Moses's body. We got Gilgamesh, Nimrod over in the Middle East, which is the ma the weapons of mass destruction. So when we have these bodies in the government, say Area 51, it, it, is this Nephilim? It depends on who you talk to and, and what you're what you're actually saying. So let's walk through it. The okay. grains, which you can see right here in the figure. That's Tom, you're making me nervous. You make me nervous every time you show your book. <laughs> so that's well, a gray. Right? That's a gray. I believe, as do other people, the late David Flynn believed this, that the gray, and by the way, David Flynn's research, second to none, the guy was incredible. So David Flynn and I had a conversation I believe, and he did believe when he was alive, that the greys are biologically constructed suits. They are avatars to house the spirits, the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. When the flood of Noah happens so, and the Nephilim are destroyed. The Nephilim have spirit, a spirit body then that can be, well, yeah. I guess it's yeah. demonic possession yeah. then. Right? Well, but that, that the demons... The demons of the earth are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, which wander the earth. Okay. And in order for them to manifest, they have to inhabit something. Right. Whether it's an object, a dog, a cat, or a human being. And so the dragon, this is conjecture, and I realize it's completely off the charts. When you say dragon, L.A., sorry, are you talking to, about Satan, the yeah. devil, the devil, the dragon? Okay. Got it. Okay. When you say, when you say Satan, people don't uh, look. Lucifer. Yeah. Even Lucifer, people don't look. When you say the dragon, mm -hmm. people, oh, what's that? That's why okay. you dragon, because that's, that's who he is. So the dragon has all these disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, which are the progeny of, of fallen angels. They're in a fixed state. They're irredeemable. They have no soul. They have no soul. They're soulless. They're in a fixed state. Okay? So he creates these avatars. How do we know this? We've heard from people who are on board the ships who open up drawers, Whitley Strieber, and there in the drawer are the, the suits, the these avatar bodies, and they're kind of going like, what are they hanging up on the wall? What are they doing there? Well, because... This allows the demon to inhabit this thing. So what crashed in Roswell were avatars. Were okay, I, I, my, my mind just went blown because I think of predictive programming. 
in the movie Avatar, and now I'm thinking about the metaverse and AI. Are we talking to demons? The demons can definitely access AI, and that's that's where it will go, in my opinion. I, my mind is blown right now. Rick, you're going to have to take over for a second because... No, I've been using ChatGPT to run my life for the last couple of weeks, and <laughs> now it's it's corrupted. When we talk about aliens, UFOs being Nephilim in these, you know, these suits, right, that make them tangible, are there are there aliens? When we look out into space and we see all these galaxies that are so far away, are we the only intelligent life in this galaxy, or are there tons of other places of where intelligent life has existed, does exist that one day or has already interacted with us. The Catholic church believes in the plurality of worlds. I do not. And the reason why I do not is because scripture tells us that father God, uh, El Shaddai is going to roll up the heavens like a scroll. Now, is that just, Oh, that's just Jewish poetry. I love these people who say that that's just poetic. He's really not going to do that. Oh, really? Or is it literal? As a biblical literalist, it's literal. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. The new Jerusalem descends on planet Earth, not some other planet. It comes here. Jesus comes here. Jesus rides the white horse and comes here. Do I think there's life on other planets? I do not. I do not believe in the plurality of worlds. I don't. I think we're it. And I realized, oh, how can you find people on the other side? Oh, there's billions of galaxies, LA. Oh, my God. How can you possibly think that? <laughs> You know, and they and they go off the charts. I'll tell you easily how I can think it because we're it. I have we're a question. It. I feel like I need to raise my hand like I'm in class. I, so I went to, I went to seminary school. I have a bachelor's and master's in Christian education or modern theology. So what <laughs> what makes me think it was not, not it was not a nominational <laughs> school right. I went to, but but what makes me think that there could be possible different areas, whether or not it's off this worldly spectrum. This is where the flat earth people come in beyond that Arctic wall. That's, I, I don't know if it's up in space, but you know, in Job, we have the sons of God that come together and then Satan joins them. Right. So Satan is technically the ruler of this world. So where's these sons of God, which is also the Nephilim eventually, you know, they come down and make, where, where do these sons of God come from? Are they rulers over regions or, is there a hierarchy? What happened? Go to, where go they... to, Emily, go to Ephesians 6. We do okay. not wrestle against flesh and blood. Right. Principalities against wickedness in high places. High places. Our cones, all that stuff. When Satan rebels, and this is what people crack me up with their, with the, ooh, the earth is only 6,000 years old. And, you know, angels were created on the second day. Nonsense. The single, look, angels aren't created. And then they all go, I think we need to have a rebellion. Yeah, okay. What's a rebellion? Well, I really don't know, but we're going to do one anyway. No, the dragon is whispering and, and sowing the seeds of rebellion and, and corrupting the angelic host. And Father God allows it. He allows it. He's not like saying, no, we can't do this. He allows it. And the rebellion takes place, war breaks out, and now we've got a real mess on our hands. And we are, human beings, are the replacements for the fallen angels. We're not angels because he doesn't do things the same way twice. He never does. He's always creative. So we're made in the image and likeness of God, but we're a little lower than the angels. And then, then you got Jesus, which is he just he just blown. divided it all and made it yep. confirmed it. <laughs> I mean, there he comes down. And it's he's all about bloodlines, everybody, too. And Rick, he's. Look at Rick, everybody, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you talk about him rolling up the heavens and the earth, right? right? And we talked about hell potentially being a physical location on earth. Where is heaven located? Well, it's obviously, or not so obviously, interdimensional. We know that every shaman on the planet, let's start there. Every shaman who takes ayahuasca, who takes the Carlos Tastanada, Little Smoke, Peyote, whatever it is. Every shaman from Australia to the New World to South America to 
over in Africa. So it's the whole deal, right? They all take some sort of psychotropic drug and it catapults them into the second heaven. The second heaven is the place where the dragon's forces reside. This is why when Graham Hancock is down in South America with a shaman and he's taking multiple doses of ayahuasca. Bad idea, by the way. That's the oracles. And he pops up into the second heaven and he goes, what are the greys doing here? Why, why are they here? Because he can't figure it out. I'll tell you why, Graham. I'd love to sit down and have some coffee with you sometime and chat about it. They're there because the second heaven is where all this nonsense resides. The dragon's forces reside there. Now, when we get abducted, do they take us to the second heaven? Yes and no. They can. They can do that. Most of the time it's underground, undersea, in the ship. But here's the deal. The book of Revelation tells us that the dragon fights. Michael and his angels fight with the dragon and his angels. And I call it the great eviction notice. Where do they fight? In the second heaven. What happens? They finally do the eviction. They finally clean the place out. It's, it's, like, it's like going into a crack house. It's really what it is. It's like a supernatural crack house. So we have technically Abraham's bosom. You think that's the first heaven, and then we have the second heaven. The first and then heaven. It, the first. Was it Elijah? Who was it that was taken up to the third heaven? Elijah or Elisha? Elijah, Elijah was taken up in the third heaven. Abraham's bosom is a place before the cross. All right, okay. before the cross, and when Jesus goes, he sets the captives free. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's different okay. now because because of Jesus. It's different. But all these guys were held someplace. In Abraham's bosom, this this holding area. So are they still Jesus. there? Are they, no, is this, hold on. The people that died before Jesus kind of makes sense if they were still held held there in some some ways. They're taken up. He sets the captives free. He led okay. captivity captive. He goes down and preaches to the fallen angels. Then he goes and goes, let's go. Time ago, okay. you're free. But their bodies are still here. Even if it's one molecule. So when you're, look, Paul says this. It took me years to figure this out. Paul says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm spirit, soul, and body. My spirit is the spirit man. My spirit will remain um, inactive until I am born again. And when I'm born again, my spirit man comes to life. My soul is why I have inherited in my DNA. It's my proclivity to play baseball, play piano, you know, if you're a female, to be a ballerina, be a school teacher, everything's in our DNA. That's my soulish nature. It's my personality to who I am. My body is this. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When Jesus dies, his body's on the cross. No doubt about it. Where but how does Paul know if he's not dead yet? But because he realized it, it's because he realizes what happened to Jesus. Jesus's spirit and soul goes down and preaches to the spirits who are captive, the angels who are captives in Tartarus. And then he comes back up and he reunites with his body. And that's where we get the shroud of Turin. And, and that image is created right. on the shroud. There he is. That's what it looks at. Secundus Pia's original photograph. So Secunda Pia is looking at the looking at the shroud. He's got the old box camera and he's underneath the sheet and he goes click. Now he's in his dark room and he's doing this with the glass plates. So he thinks he's going to get a negative. That's what he should get, right? No. He got a, he got a positive. <laughs> and he almost drops the glass plate because he's completely blown away. And frankly, who wouldn't be completely blown away? And and it's not it's not a forgery because they've never been able to duplicate this ever. It's we're looking at something that I call it God's calling card. And people go, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's not in violation of the second commandment. Thou shalt not make a graven image or bow down to it. This is a self-portrait. Because he made it himself, a selfie. He He's a selfie. Exactly. Exactly. Have, have they ever uh, carbon tested that? Have they ever dated the Trout of Turin? Done any uh, studies on it? Yeah, they did. Look at this um, back there, by the way, yeah, everybody. I'm sorry. We, LA, we, we have to get into that, by the way. I know we're getting so sidetracked. We only got like 13 minutes left. You'll have to have me back on. For sure. Oh, my God. (laughs) you got to understand something. It's going to have to be April. you got to understand something. I've written written 13 books. Number 14, I'm working on. I've produced, co-produced, directed 
23 films. Actually, 23. Yeah, you're super brilliant, by the way. Well, not, no, it's not that. It's just that no. there's a corpus. Yeah, like there's, there, a corpus there's a calling on people that do this. You're one of the very few people that do this, L.A., and that's why I admire you so much, and that's why you're one of the top 10 people I've ever wanted to interview because I've researched a lot of this stuff, and I'm just a lowly girl here in Kentucky, and you're the only one that's really coming out talking about this, which is very critical in today's world because this is all about bloodlines, and what we're fighting and, and, you know, just like the, we mentioned earlier tonight, the, the weapons of mass destruction, I don't think it's what everybody thinks it was. I think it was the body of Gilgamesh and, and the things that was happening over there. And you're the only, you're really, there's, I don't know if you know him, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Sure. I, 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 uh, I've him. Yeah, I know who he is. Uh, love Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, but you, you kind of remind me of him in, in some ways. And so I, I listen to both of you very much. And you're the only two that's really coming out talking about it. All of the, the shakings and the, and, and the things that's happening. And then the, to bring in the UFO aspect of it, which is also spiritual, which some people don't realize that in the crop circles. And, yeah. Like, it's crazy. We, we have been we, we talk about um, the things that are happening right now and that that based on Israel being its own state, we are moving towards an event. And I think anybody who's ever read the book of Revelations knows that we're it's Armageddon, right? It's it's the end times and it's this supernatural battle between good versus evil. Um, and obviously the fallen angels, the Nephilim are going to play a major role in that. What are we looking for? What are we seeing going right. on in the earth? What's the next thing? What's something that I can look and say, oh my, geez, I just watched CNN today and I saw this. It's on, it's about Great. to go down. It's, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say Euphrates River is, I think that's the heartbeat of all of it, to watch that river in the body of Gilgamesh. We have government. We have Abraham Lincoln talking about these giants and things. And then it, people don't understand, in 2018, I, I can share my screen, I believe. Let me see if I still have it, because I did have it. Oh, 2018, yeah, I have it here. I'm going to share my screen. Our own government is requesting... Hold on here. Where is it? Um, oh my goodness. Where is it? It's not showing up on my share screen. It's, That's weird. It's, it's a request. Here we go. Here, I got it. A it's request. A I, and I looked this woman up. I, I looked this woman up and I couldn't find any information on her, but it's uh, Deidre here. I'm highlighting it. I got it. Right. Requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chain, chamber of Gilgamesh, which was in the Euphrates River area, the location of the body and the location of the buried Nephilim. I, I, I believe our government knows these bloodlines are important. I believe that they are trying to intercept them. I think that they're cloning them in many ways. And this is good versus evil. Um in any kind of position that you can, and we're going to have Gog and Magog and all that kind of stuff coming in here. But um, our history has definitely been hidden. Absolutely. And erased. No so who, who was the responsible party that took away the book of Enoch and the other 18? It, my opinion is the Catholic church that took away all that, which was the Romans that hung Jesus to the cross. And that's a counterfeit Oh my gosh, I can't believe I want to talk about this. This is the counterfeit that I'm talking about. It's I'm not anti-Semitic in many ways, but we've had the European Jesuit bloodline intercept the bloodline of Jacob, the J Jews of Jacob. And the Pope that we have in place right now with the Roman Catholic Church is the first Jesuit European Pope. And he's doing the one world uh, um, uh, religion, Krishlam, all this stuff, in my opinion, I don't think the I think the bloodline of the Antichrist comes from the Roman Catholic Church, and and then all these governments around it, it is is um, backing it in many ways. Everybody goes to the Pope for answers, and it deals with bloodlines. And I think that our government actually they got a response, and it says closed, so they didn't release it to the public yet. It's not declassified, so I want to know what that response was that deals with Gilgamesh and the location of the Nephilim. 
No, on a FOIA request, it's just it closed just means they've responded to it. Yeah, and if, that's if all it, it is. It, it's yeah. sort of a big right. They responded. Really. So what was the response? They didn't de declassify it. That's what I'm it, saying. But so, probably nothing could have been the answer. Yeah, they, all they, all they, they could have been, been something. Well, I would, been, I would say that they probably just went, you know, we don't know what you're talking about. Thank you so much for inquiring. Thank you. And over. But, because let me, well, hold on. Let me go back to my last question, which was okay. what's next? What are we looking for, LA? What are we waiting on? What's something that I can be ahead of it and say, oh my God, when this goes down, I know that we are ready to throw down supernaturally. Full full disclosure. When when a mile wide craft or a half a mile wide craft or some some craft materializes over some city, whether it's uh, you know, Beijing or you know, Tel Aviv or Moscow, Paris, Los Angeles, whatever. When that craft just sits there and hovers like this and doesn't move and sits there for day after day after day, the entire grid will light up. The grid light up. The last time the grid really lit up was COVID. And it was COVID, 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 COVID. No matter where you went, they lit up the grid, right? When this thing happens, the grid will light up. The internet will light up. The news cycle, they'll be spewing this stuff out. Uh, and, you know, Bob, I'm underneath the, uh, the the object right now. It certainly is a craft. They are um, There are jets, helicopters around it. Um, there seems to be some sort of a force field uh, around the craft. Uh, according to some sources that we have that are going to remain anonymous, um, there has been contact with the occupants of the craft. And as far as we know, they have stated that they come in peace. But the reason why that they've chosen to manifest now, according to a source that I have, is because of a nuclear incident that happened just a few days ago. Now, all that is completely, right, completely fantasy. But that's what I think is going to happen. There's, there's, there, you couldn't have answered that question any better. You're saying that the end times is going to be exactly like the movie Independence Day, except Pretty it's much. not going to be aliens. It's going to be the Nephilim. It's going to be the fallen angels, the demons that are waging war against the rest of us. And when they come here, they will give us the free energy and they'll give us a DNA upgrade. They will say that they are our progenitors, that they created all life on this planet. They genetically manipulated the DNA of early man. They started the world's civilizations. They started the world's religions. And now at this critical juncture, they are back to usher mankind into, into a time of a golden age. New ages have been saying this for 50 years, for crying out loud. And this is where we are. This is where we are. I have one more question and then we'll do do our last question of where people can find you, what you're working on and stuff. So, you know, we've the body of Gilgamesh. I'm fascinated with Gilgamesh. My friend, and you've been on his show too, Mike Ricksecker. Um, he's one of my dearest friends and he's been in Egypt and all this stuff. And I always tease him, like, look for Gilgamesh <laughs> and, and things. So that body is super important. Do you think that we'll find, do you think that this might be a, a um, absolute all all social media and stuff that will find the body of moses i don't think moses is going to show up that's just my my personal opinion i think he's he's tucked away at some place but anything is possible i mean and i think are, he's crucial in in a lot of aspects to find find that body if it's really him well, I mean, and there's no way of knowing i mean it would there would be i'll tell you one thing we only have five minutes there was a I, little, I, yeah, there was a little tablet that showed up uh, on Mount Nebo. I, by the way, we are I'm leading an Israel tour. Oh, we haven't even got to Mount Hermon yet, and the UN uh, and all that me, kind of stuff. Let me get the plug in. I'm, I'll okay. be leading, I'm plug leading in. a tour to plug Israel. In, in October this year, I'll be going to Israel. There's plenty of room to sign up. LAMarzuli.net, LAMarzuli.net. We will be at Mount Nebo. Mount Nebo was recently, last year, where they found this little tablet, okay? Mount Nebo is the gateway to the promised land. Right. That little tablet says, cursed, 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 cursed of Yahweh. You will die cursed, 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 cursed. I believe that was found on Joshua's altar. Joshua is the one that went into the promised land and destroyed the Nephilim tribes. I believe that right. tablet is for the inhabitants of the land. That's my take on it. I've actually talked to the archaeologists and the people who have discovered it, Aaron Lipkin. We will be standing on Mount Nebo at Joshua's altar in October. 
join us. So people can get tickets on your website to join you on this trip. Yeah, lamarzuli.net. I've I've had the opportunity to visit the Holy Land a couple of times, and it's 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 a life changing experience. It no is. matter what you believe in, now to have La Marzuli, you know, guide you through that process would be the we, absolute we need to start a GoFundMe. Everybody opportunity go of a the, lifetime. On what the rip, what the I go with that. <laughs> <laughs> La, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. We truly appreciate you very much and all Thanks, the man, hard work. Like, not very many people talking about this. Keep going. I appreciate you very much. I have your books on my Kindle and everything. You're amazing. And Thank all you. the knowledge. And we didn't even talk about the Kanda Heart Giant. No, we, never got, we can't get everything in there. I know. Yeah. I know. It's so um, cool. Yeah, please, please. I, I just, you have to come back on. Um, yes. I will. Let's set it up. We'll set it up. Without a so, doubt. Well, we'll let you go tonight. And everybody, I have all of his links and everything in the description of the show, even on the radio and everything. And LAMarzuli.net uh, is the, is his website. Please go look there. Thank you, LA. We'll let you go. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. May the right? Lord bless you and keep you. Take care, yes. guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I thought we'd give people- We didn't even touch. We didn't even Dude. touch. I was supposed to. I, I thought we were going to give people like a good appetizer, and it didn't even come anywhere near that. We barely gave people. I have people no check marks off. I have no check marks off my paper. There's he, he he's fantastic. For anybody listening, um, type in La Marzuli into YouTube, TikTok, whatever, and go down this trail of just everything he talks about. It's just it just blows your mind. Uh, we didn't talk about pyramids. The one thing I wanted to talk about were pyramids. I, I know, the I said that pyramids. here too. Did giants build pyramids? We, we didn't bring up any of his skulls that he's found. Oh yeah, by the way, he's found Nephilim skulls in South America. Didn't bring up that. So we're I going- I think there's Nephilim skulls. I have that here. Nephilim skulls in the Appalachian. Oh, uh, we never got mountains. into a Abraham Lincoln and the burial mound. Oh, no. This, oh. I don't know. <laughs> To, yeah, uh, I we hope need we need help, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I hope everybody, everybody listening. I, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. That was I enjoyed it so much. He's one of the top ten people I've ever want to interview. I, I have I can, three more can, people I can't left. Can't wait to see who the other three are because have, well, Jose Canseco is one of them. Oh, that <laughs> Cincinnati be Reds. He's so into UFOs and hunting Bigfoot, and, and um, together. Dan Aykroyd is another yeah. one. And then I have one other I'm not going to talk about right now. That's a All surprise. Right. Yes. So, thank you, everybody, for tuning in here on 107.7 yes. FM, New Orleans. We are here every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for everyone tuning in. I'm sorry. There's three locations here, social media-wise, that we got disconnected. I have no clue what happened. Um, mm. But we're still live on Facebook, Rumble, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. The other three has uh, gone out. So... You know, we bring up UFOs, Nephilim, bloodlines. You never know what's going to happen. So um, next week, though, I'll tell you this. March the 3rd, 3, 3, 2023. March is my birthday month. Ooh. Yes. And one of my dearest friends is coming on. I'm starting off the March month with just a friend of mine, uh, Jeremy York. He is over Things Universal, Things Network. And he has a testimony and have to talk about. He had a laugh. Um he could have he could have passed away from a, a work injury in December of last year, not 2022, 2021. And he's just a dear friend of mine. We've we've investigated, we've done things together. I love him. He's super fun. He's coming on in March. Um, he, that's going to be kick off with some a super fun, laid back atmosphere, and then we're we're going to be getting into some nitty gritty. We got some amazing guests on uh, in March. April. It's all going to be our part twos, I think, Rick. Please. Yeah. And start part with that. Twos. Part twos. All in, in April. An hour is not enough. An hour is just not it's enough time enough. for the people that we have on in their exciting lives. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. If you're down in New Orleans, I hope you have a, a fantastic Mardi Gras was this past mm -hmm. week. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure it's going to carry over in the weekend. <laughs> Whatever. Happy Mardi Gras. We love you all. Have a safe and happy weekend. We'll see you next week. At uh, Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central.